Welcome to The Crunch with Crib Creative. I'm Jess, and each week we're going to be diving into the stories of some of Perth's best agents and business people, how they got where they are, and what they learned along the way. Welcome to a special edition of The Crunch, recorded live at RE Bar Camp 2018. This episode features Michelle Kerr discussing how to create a client-centred business. Thank you for having me chat with you today. I'm really, um, look, I'm, first of all, I'd like to say I'm really excited about real estate. For those that know me, I get really excited about the opening of an envelope, but I am so excited about real estate. I've been in this industry for five years now and I've already seen some amazing changes. I won't go too much into what I did before, but I bought and sold a lot of property. My husband and I did a lot of property development and I've always been an entrepreneur. My mum said I was born an entrepreneur and for most of my life I've started, run and sold small businesses. So I've tried to bring into real estate a lot of what I know about those skill sets because I think they're, they're quite interchangeable. Um, so today I'm going to speak to you about what are, who are our clients, what do our clients want and how we can give it to them so ultimately we can run a more successful and a far more profitable business. So before I start, I'd like a show of hands. Who has heard of Airbnb and Uber? Who's, who's got a smartphone? Okay, now if we had stood in this room and asked that very same question 10 years ago, there wouldn't have been a hand up in the room. My son is 11 and the first smartphone came out when he was one. 10 years ago, there was no Airbnb and there was certainly no Uber. So through my, I'm 51 this year, through my 30 odd years that I've had in small business, what I have seen is that the last 10 years, we have had more change and more shift in the way people think and the way we do business than we have ever had before. And it's just accelerating. So I guess the challenges for us as real estate agents is how do we stay relevant? How do we tap into what our clients want these days, because it's very different to what they wanted 10 years ago, and how do we apply that to the world of real estate? So who are our clients? There's two views of that. There's the traditional view, and there's the 2018 view. So who's our client? Who's our main client in real estate? Anyone? The vendor. Okay, that's certainly the traditional view that it's a very direct relationship between us and the vendor, and it's all about keeping the vendor happy, looking after the vendor, and making sure they have a pleasant journey through their real estate experience. But we live in a very, very, very different world now. We live in the world of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, if you're still on that, but my 13-year-old daughter tells me that is so 2017. Everything is changing at a pace that we've never experienced before. We are more connected than we ever were before. I think um, David James said earlier, you know, 10 years ago, you couldn't find out what your vendor sold or bought their house for previously. Now we can find out who, what your vendor had for breakfast and where he's holidaying with his kids. There is absolutely no privacy. And anyone who thinks they still have a modicum of privacy, you're quite delusional. Everything is on display 24-7. And what are our clients doing when they're looking, analysing and searching? They're judging us. They're judging absolutely everything you do. 
Now, what's really interesting about client behaviour these days is they say that a client or a consumer will have an 80% chance of having a digital experience with a brand before they choose a brand. And that doesn't matter what you're selling, whether it's toothpaste or real estate, a, a consumer will choose to have a digital relationship with you before they have a real relationship with you. So that really changes how we think and it really changes how we market. We're also in a really uncharted waters of social proof. And social proof is a scary one because, you know, someone can do all the research they like online. You've been sending them flyers for 10 years telling them how many how fabulous you are and how many millions of dollars worth of property you sell. And they go, hmm, I might use her. They go out to lunch with their friend and their friend goes, oh, no, don't use her. Use him. I've heard he's really good. All of a sudden, you're yesterday's news. People will believe what a friend says or what they've just read on Facebook far more than any branding that you're going to do. So that then causes another conundrum for us. How do we get to those people? People are selecting and deselecting how they consume information these days. Who watches Netflix? Just about to download a whole lot of episodes for the plane to Eric tomorrow. People are choosing not to be advertised to, yes or no? Okay. People are opting in to what they consume, yes or no? So how do we choose to be on their shopping list? Now, one thing that I've been a little bit, of obsessed, little bit obsessed with, I am a little bit of a geek. Actually, I'm a lot of a geek. I just went and picked up the new Lego Millennium Falcon yesterday. I am so pumped about that, I cannot tell you. All of my girlfriends are looking at me like, what? But I just, I'm, I'm a total geek. And I love, I've always loved, through all the different businesses I've had, studying how consumers behave and how consumers think. I don't think you can service a client unless you actually understand what they want. True? We can guess what they want, we can make judgments about what they want, but when you're spending your hard-earned money advertising to those people, it would be good if you had some kind of idea whether that was going to be on point and whether you're actually giving them what they want. And these days, advertising is getting more and more expensive. So. I've saved you the trouble. I've gone ahead and done a little bit of research for today. And I've come up with what currently the leading um, researchers in consumer behaviour in the world tell us what categorises the consumer of 2018. The first one is, what a surprise. Anybody else here time poor? All right, they're all time poor. No one's got any time. Everybody, parents are rushing around trying to keep kids in their 500 after-school activities, making sure they can fluently speak five languages, play three instruments, and they're ready for the next Olympic team. Okay? Everyone's busy. Everyone's time poor. And you only have to look outside any home open in my area to see the queue, usually of Land Rover Discoveries, unfortunately. Um, parents tag-teaming looking at homes. Mum runs in, she looks around, Dad's in the car, the kids are on the iPad, there's cheesels and crackers all over the back seat, one's crying. She goes, yeah, yeah, house looks good. She runs out, Dad runs in. That's modern life. 
and we need to play, with, play to that because it means that their level of focus is getting smaller and smaller. Which leads me on to our second one, short attention span. Are we all not suffering from ADHD these days? Forget about the kids, I think we need to be medicated. And the biggest problem um, that's driving this is the same thing that we're all craving, the internet. Look at your smartphones, look at your iPads, we're flicking from one app to the next, consuming information. Um, and do you know what? We're not reading much, we're just reading the headlines. Anybody who's spent hours and hours poring over beautiful text for their vendor these days would know that the only person who's going to read that text you've written is you and your very critical vendor, who'll painstakingly rewrite it to show you all the things that you've done wrong and how you haven't captured the true essence of their home. Unfortunately, they're the only person who's going to appreciate that because your buyers aren't reading it. This is how they shop. And there's a new term in marketing for people, for all of us, we're called skim shoppers. We're skim shopping. This is how quickly someone can be on or off the shopping list with their home. So the only thing they're really looking at is the photos, the price of the home, and how many bedrooms and bathrooms. I don't care how long you took coming up with that fancy schmancy title of the home. Beautiful, you know, bedroom, family, extravaganza on a hill with views of the city. No one's reading. The only thing they're doing is consuming very quickly short bits of information. And if you look at some of the best, best websites in the world, they're becoming very icon-based and very text-like because nobody's reading it. Over-researched. Who's ever met a buyer at home open who knows more than you do? <laughs> Just a couple? Everyone's a real estate agent, right? I don't, I've lost count of how many people that come into my home opens that have RP bloody data on their phones. Oh, yeah, 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 I can see why they want more, Michelle, but that's the kitchen when they sold it and they haven't done much. I can see the plants in the back garden have got a bit bigger. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the most over-researched buyers that we've ever dealt with before. But that's not just us. This is the six most popular things that categorise consumers across every single product in the world today. Speed of life, I want it now. And if you don't give them to now, two hours later, they've forgotten even what they asked you for. It's true. It's true. Um, the one thing that really surprised me, well, it didn't surprise me, but I couldn't believe how high it ranked. This was actually um, the biggest shift in consumer behaviour in the last 10 years. Distrust of brands is at an all-time high. That is the, that actually should have put that to the top. Distrust of brands is at an all-time high. I mean, real estate agents, I mean, we rank pretty low on the category anyway. My poor husband, who was a fireman for 28 years, you know where firemen rank? He's now working with me. Has he had a fall from grace or what? He used to walk into the room and go, I used to be a fireman. Everyone went, I'd go, I'm a real estate agent. Everyone would like gravitate away from me over to him. Now nobody talks to us. So, sorry, Steve, it's true. Um, the other thing that has really shifted in the last 10 years is people's expectations. You know, 10 years ago, you'd call a taxi, right? Call Swan Taxi, hello, because they didn't have an app. 
So eventually the operator would speak to you, eventually, and then she'd tell you your taxi was how long away on average. Come on, people who are nearly as old as me. 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Did anybody ever have to ring Swan Taxis again and go, my taxi hasn't turned up? True, right? But we were happy. That was our expectation. Now, if you're an Uber and your taxi's six minutes away, I'm going, Jesus, Steve, six minutes? <laughs> like, seriously, six minutes? Surely there's one closer than that. So that shows you the massive shift in consumer expectations. And what they call it, they call it the McDonald's effect. So what they did is they did a study ages ago. I'm such a geek. I'm just, my inner geek's coming out now. And it, what they showed is when McDonald's went and start, started a new franchise in a small town, it had a dramatic effect on what happened on those businesses over the next couple of years. So what is McDonald's characterised by? Quick, uh, forget, put aside your um, opinion of McDonald's for a second, please. It's quick. It's consistent. It's cheap. Okay? All of those things. So people you would go start going to the McDonald's expecting... Great, I can get my $1 burger. It comes in 60 seconds. It always tastes like this. I can get my $1 burger. So all of a sudden, they go down to mum and pup who run the burger bar. You know, the burger's different every day, depending on who's flipping the burgers. The consistency, the quality. So what happens is, when you put a new business into any business environment, and this is a great example when you have a new real estate agency that's hot, passionate, and excited opens up near you, how much traction do they get quickly? It's not that they're better than you, they've just raised the bar. And the rising bar of client expectations is happening, not every year at the moment, it is happening every single minute. So it actually doesn't matter if you don't want to do it, you don't have a choice, otherwise you're not going to be in business. So you need to really, really study what's going on in your area, what's working, listen to your buyers, what are they commenting on, what are they like? And it doesn't matter if you don't agree with it. If buyers like it, it's probably going to start getting incorporated into what's generally accepted as minimum customer standard, and you need to do that. So, based on what, um, based on what clients want now, what does a client-centred business look like in 2018? Or what should it look like in 2018? Hello? Oh, it's just keeping me on my toes. Um, if anybody wants a copy of any of these slides, I'm happy to email them to you afterwards as well. So what does a client-centred business look like in 2018, based on all those things that we just said that clients want? And I think that last slide, we can pretty much agree, it, it defines all of us, right? Okay? So what does it look like? The first thing is, you need to be super fast. There is absolutely no price for second place anymore. A good example of this is in real estate, be the person who's disseminating the information the quickest in your area. Exactly like what David James said earlier, you should know your top clients, you should know the information that's going to be of interest to them and be on the phone, especially if it's your sale. There's nothing worse than calling someone a little bit too late and it's your sale and they've just heard from Bob Smith down the road and they know, they know all the information already. Be first. Be the person in your marketplace that is the go-to person that you go, I'm going to call Michelle Kerr because she always knows her stuff. 
No, I'm not going to call Michelle Kerr because every time I ask her, she goes, oh, look, I'll give that agent a call and I'll give you a call back. And then she never does. So be first. Be first in your marketplace. There is absolutely no second place in business, regardless of what business you're in at the moment. Highly responsive. What are clients saying? What are customers saying worldwide? Don't make me wait. I'm a shocker. I'm one of these people, if I go and do my food shopping in Coles and I get to the checkout and there's a queue, I just walk off and leave the trolley. <laughs> Full confession, okay? I just like, I get so frustrated because my time is, I'm so time poor. I'm running a busy business. I've got two kids. I've got lots of community work I do. I don't want to stand for 30 minutes and wait to put my trolley through the checkout. Now, that's a bit of an extreme example, but I've seen people walk up to the checkout, look at the queue and put their stuff, put their stuff down and walk out. They'll do the same thing with us. If a client calls you, if a client emails you, if a client texts you, have some urgency with which you're responding to those inquiries. It sounds like it's, it's not particularly complicated, it's not rocket science, but I can tell you from the research that's done in the real estate industry, most of us aren't doing it. So we can all sit here nodding going, yeah, yeah, I do that. Most of you don't. So you need to learn to have more urgency and more speed with which you respond to people. Because as I said earlier, if you call them two hours later, most of the time they forgot why they've even called you. Oh, what property was that again? I, had a, I actually had a really busy afternoon a couple of weeks ago and I actually put on my phone that I wouldn't be contactable. I called a guy back in the evening and he said to me, he absolutely tore strips off me because I took three hours to call him back. And he said to me, I, wouldn't sell my, I won't sell my house with you basically now in principle because you took three hours to respond to me, so what are you going to be like with my buyers? Now that's a bit extreme. But people are thinking it all the time. People, most people suck a lot up and they're really pleasant and they'll nod and smile at you, but they're having another dialogue in, in their head. So if you're competing with another agent, be first, be the person on point, be the first person to have that pre-list kit in their letterbox. Be the first person to send back the appraisal. Fast wins in today's economy. Highly communicative, talk to me. What are we all doing now? We're hiding behind these bloody iPhones and our computers. Because none of us really like talking to people if we don't have to anyway, especially cold calling and prospecting. So it's really easy to hide behind your computer and it's really easy just to send an email instead of calling that person. Newsflash, personal communication, it's the new black. Okay? The sad fact is that our grandparents are probably better equipped to be real estate agents in 2018 than we are. We've all been trying to do everything electronically in the last 10 years and it's not working. As Nat Hoy says, people are just looking for a human being to turn up in their life. And you will be amazed how much business you will win if you actually just go that extra mile, talk to someone, communicate with someone. Don't take the easy way out. Get out there and build relationships. Accurate. Tell me what I need to know. The, Google's just released a report that shows that the way people are searching online is so targeted and so specific now. Used to be quite general how people would search, now it is so targeted and it's so specific. And that's the way people are trying to consume information full stop. So don't be wishy-washy with people, be specific, don't dance around the issue, they're time poor. 
If they've asked you for information, give them the information and don't put a lot of plethora of flowery BS around it. They don't need it, they don't want it and they can smell it a mile away. Transparent, don't lie to me. Going back to that previous slide that said that one of the main shifts in consumer behaviour in the last 10 years is the level of distrust people have for businesses and brands. Be authentic, don't lie to people. There's an old saying that says, if you don't tell lies, you don't have to have a very good memory. And it's true. And you'll also sleep really well at night. Um, I've done extremely well in my area in a very short period of time. And one of the number one reasons that I get told by clients while they list with me is because I don't bullshit them. I don't lie about listing prices. I don't dance around the issues. I don't go in and tell them the bright orange wool's fine to leave and nobody will care about it. I treat as they, I'm a gun for hire. I come in, I tell them what they need to get done to get the best, the best value out of the marketplace. And I also let them know that if they don't choose to work with me, that's fine too. But please listen to what I'm saying because I'm probably the only person you're gonna interview that's gonna tell you the truth. Um, and then I'll let them go. I'm quite happy if they don't listen with me as long as that, but if they don't listen to me and they don't listen with me, that really hurts my feelings. So be transparent with people. Be honest, be real. Okay, so how do we incorporate this into our real estate business? A really interesting activity that I'm just about to do with my team, which my coach told me to do, and I found it really useful, is to actually map out your customer journey, your client experience. Um, if you talk to any of the big brands at the moment, this is very on trend. So you can be like cutting edge of real estate if you do this. Um, draw out your customer journey. Draw it out on a whiteboard from the minute the phone rings, hello, I'd like an appraisal, up to, oh my God, I'm so excited, here's your keys. Okay, so draw that out step by step. Every single thing, the dropping of the pre-list kit, what we say to them before a final inspection, what we give them as, at a, as a gift, everything. Plot out where you see in your business are the pain points, where all the problems happen. We used to have so, I'll give you an example, we used to have so many problems around final inspections. We give people so much information around the final inspection now that probably one out of 20 homes I have to fix or do anything. And if you want to have a conversation with me about what we're doing, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share any of my processes with anyone if they give me or, my, or T a call. But just get really good at fixing the pain points around your business. And we all know what they are because they're all the same things. But sit with your team and actually sit. And for a lot of you, you may never ever have even looked at your whole process from beginning to end. Create regular communications with your clients. We send a blog out and an email out weekly, fortnightly, we do a million different things. We're filling people's letterboxes with junk mail. The most important thing is to create that communication with your clients. Set yourself up, as David said, as the go-to person. Um, every part of your marketing channel and what you do achieves a different thing, but you need to be out there. You need to be communicating. You need to be seen. These days, it's brand you. And, you know, a really interesting thing someone said to me a couple of years ago, which caused quite a big shift in my business, was they said to me, Michelle, in 2000, it was last year, in 2017, you've got to stop thinking about yourself as a real estate business. You've got to start thinking about yourself as a media company. 
because everybody's watching you all the time, analysing everything you're doing. You're in digital, you're in print, you're in the papers. You're running a media company that just happens to sell real estate. Qantas is running a media company that happens to sell airplane flights. Try and think of yourself as a media company and think of and create new interesting ways to connect with your clients and create value and give them good content. I know I'm running out of time, so I'll be quick. Service your buyers, not just your sellers. Your buyers can become some of your greatest, greatest fans in your marketplace. And from fans come business. Going back to social proof, people believe what other people say far more than they're going to believe any advertisement that you've written because it's Facebook, Facebook over you any day. So service your buyers, not just your sellers, because your buyers will eventually become your sellers. And as one of the other speakers has talked about today, it's all about growing your networks and creating your brand and stretching it as far as you can. Create advocates in the marketplace. The greatest thing you can do is have people out there selling you when you're not there. Going back to Tom Panos, he's got a very good saying that says, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Not the stories you tell yourself, not your advertising, but it's what people are saying over dinner, what they're saying when they're having a barbecue, what they're saying when they're huddled in a group, when they're dropping their kids off at school. That's your real brand. And the only way that you can do that is to really concentrate on what your clients need, what they want, how they're thinking, what their lives look at the moment, like at the moment, and try and tailor your business to fit in with that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. I hope you got some value. Thanks for tuning into The Crunch. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show, so if you'd like to share them, please email me at jess at cribcreative.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed the show and share it with anyone else you think might like it.